Hi, Ian, you okay? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you, good. Um, can we start with, with Sean testing positive for COVID? Uh, yeah. How is he? Um, how much disruption has it caused in the preparations and how much will he be involved this weekend? Well, you can imagine how he has been a patient. You know, I think he's been bouncing off the walls, as I thought, but uh, I've been in constant dialect with him. I spoke to him 10 minutes ago, so he'll have a bit of impact on the on the team selection, obviously, and we'll we'll have a good chat about that this afternoon when the the latest round of tests come in, and he'll be he'll be a constant right through tonight, tomorrow, and then I don't know what sort of involvement he can have on Saturday, whether he can stream the game, but I'll be surprised if there's not a phone call at halftime, should we say? The FA Cup, then, how big an opportunity is this to get that winning feeling back and to? to try and build some positive momentum? Well, we'll be planning like any other, like it was a Premier League game now, all the, all the diligent you know, preparations to win a game of football. And it is important. You've got to go and win, win matches. It breeds confidence. It's old adage, but we want to be winning games and we want to get some confidence through the squad. Is it a potential banana skin, this? Because Huddersfield are, are going well, aren't they, at the top of the table? I don't think it'd be a banana skin. You know, the, the sixth unbeaten, the sixth in the league, they're going well, they're a confident side. You know, they've got a nice fluid style of play, good on the counter-attack. You know, we're going to have to be at our very best to get something out of the game, that's for sure, because they they're, they're a confident group. We've seen them three or four times. I have myself. You know, they, they look like a good outfit, you know, and the young, energetic coach who's, who gets them right up for it, and we're going to have to be at our very best. The transfer window is open, as you'll be aware. Um, Aaron Ramsey is a name that's been linked with with Burnley this week. Is there anything in that and, and how tough is it to compete with the big sides in the Premier League and all the, all the finance that is around at the minute? Yeah, our, our financial parameters are, are well known, you know, and obviously Aaron Ramsey be a really good asset for us. We know that he's a, he's a very talented player, but as I sit here now, it was the first I heard of it walking over the bridge from the training ground. So, yes, obviously a player of his talent, You'd always be interested, absolutely, but it's the first I've heard of it. And just final one from me, one move that um, that looks likely to go through today is Kieran Trippier. Uh, he's, he's someone you, you'll know pretty well from his time at Burnley. What kind of character are Newcastle getting? Oh, they're getting a top, top player, you know, on and off the pitch. I think the gaffer's gone on record many times that he's his most favourite player. You know, and I'm, I can honestly say hand on heart, probably the most talented player that I've had the pleasure of working with, you know, and he's, he's, a, he's a brilliant lad around the place, but on, on the pitch, some of the things he can do with the ball is just breathtaking. He's, he's a top, top talent. I'm, I'm surprised that, no disrespect to Newcastle, that someone in the top six hasn't took him. Brilliant. Thank you. All the best this weekend. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tim. Dan Jill, BBC Radio Lancashire. Hi, Ian. Afternoon. How are you doing? OK. I'm not too bad, thank you. Um... This is a strange old situation. I've been doing this a long time. You and Sean have been at the club a long time. I think I'm right in saying this is the first time he's missed a pre-match press conference. I'm amazed. Very good I'm amazed he's not walking through those doors right now, honestly. It's been ten, well, we've been together 10 years in the football sense, obviously. Um, had a year at, at Watford, never missed a game. And we've had nine and a half years here now, never missed a game. I've missed one through COVID. This is the first time that he won't be on the side of the pitch, which is... Uh, not a bad record, actually, is it? Does it feel weird to not have him breathing down your neck? It's quiet. 
it's definitely a little bit quiet around the place, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, it'll be odd because obviously we're, Steve Stone's not here either. Steve Stone's tested positive, so we're going to be a, a couple down on the bench. I felt a bit lonely in our office this morning. Billy Mears is a little bit under the weather, but he's, he's fine at the moment. So I was sitting there having my breakfast on my own this morning. But uh, yeah, it is, it is different not having the gaffer around because he, he is, you all know him very well now. He's, he's a huge presence, you know. His stature around the club is, is, is huge. So yeah, just, just not hearing him. You, you usually hear him before you see him, actually. So, you know, it is a, it is a big difference not having him around the place. As far as your workload's concerned then, what does that mean for preparations for the game? Obviously, there are other staff within the club, maybe working in the 23s or the academy or whatever, but is this going to be a, a real test for you because you're sitting in the office on your own doing the preparation? It's, it's been... Well, we've lost two analysts. They've gone. We've, the kit man's not here. Two physios down. So we're, we're a little bit down to the, the bare bones, but, you know, you just do what you have to do, don't you? We're, the prep will be a little bit different of... I've trained today with, with 16 of the players and, and Michael Jackson's come over from the 23s to help me out. You know, we, you know, we do what Burnley do. We get it done and we don't make excuses. It's just, just what we do. With pretty widespread COVID cases among the staff, have you managed to keep that away from the players? You say 16 there. That's a reasonable number. It's certainly enough at the moment, isn't yeah. it? Well, that's, that's, that's including uh, Connor Roberts, who's you know back on the grass for the first time this week you know he's had a, he's had a bit of a tough time the last four or five weeks so um we we have got a number of of cases you know so what it's it's difficult the way when you you're picking a picking a team and you've got a team in your mind then you know we'll have another round of testing tomorrow so you know that the team won't be you know kind of confirmed until you know, one, two o'clock maybe tomorrow afternoon, you know, when we get all the cases back in and we know what we're playing playing with and the, and the numbers we have. Um, so it, it, it's a real unique situation at the moment that it's it's really difficult to kind of plan. You'd, you know, I had a presentation with the lads this morning and, you you know, you get there for the interim, you're doing exactly the same work and diligence as you do for a Premier League game. But you know that you can't be too kind of detailed because, you know, two or three of them not might, might not be with you at the weekend. During this most recent wave, for want of a better word, I've sensed the determination from Sean and from Burnley that you want to try and play games and get games on if you possibly can. Is that still there or is there a point at which you reach where you go, this is going to be too much, it's going to be too big an ask? No, no 100%. We're, we're a no-excuse uh, environment, you know, the, and that stems right from the gaffer. I think, you know, we, it's just not the way we're made. You know, we, we, we want to play every game. We're not going to pull out of any games if we can play. If we've got the numbers to do it, we'll play it. There's, there's, there's no discussion there whatsoever. So I'm, I'm sure if, as long as we've got the numbers on Saturday, the games are going to go ahead. We've seen a, a few managers missing games and being in contact with an earpiece or a phone or whatever with somebody on the bench. You've mentioned what Sean is like. He's like a caged animal climbing the walls. He, he really wants to be involved. Is there going to be a short straw drawn for who has to talk to him on a match day? Is someone going to be lumbered with an well, earpiece? <laughs> Whoever has the earpiece in, no, he's getting it in the ear. Uh, there'll, be, there'll be a definite hotline, I'm sure there will be. I'm sure our analysts will be sorting him out um, with a live stream. So he'll know exactly what's going on. I think, you know, I think in the absence of Steve as well, Steve Stone, I think he probably would have been the, the one who would have been on the hotline. But uh, there'll be a direct line to him. I'm, I'm positive of that.
just on the FA Cup, I guess your experiences, having played in non-league football, where even playing in the FA Cup is like an exciting thing, to ultimately playing in an FA Cup final. You must have some great memories. <laughs> yeah, great memories, but we still got beat, so it's, it's always tarnished a little bit. But no, no, the, the experience of, of, of a FA Cup final is, is something that you can... You know, take away with you forever. It was incredible. It was, you know, it was my, I think it was my 12th professional game coming out of non-league. You know, the, the seventh game was the semi-final against West Ham. I think it was 4-0 and then the 12th game was the FA Cup final. So it kind of happened a little bit quicker than expected. But it's, the FA Cup in my house growing up with my mum and dad was just a huge occasion. The FA Cup final, the whole neighbourhood stopped. So it, it always holds a really good place in my heart, the FA Cup, and it's a competition you always want to progress in, always, you know, and do well in. Do you think that's why we still love it, even though the landscape has changed, the idea that you can play in the extra preliminary round for a non-league team one season and then you can be a pro and you can play in round four, five, six, whatever next season? Yeah, I just I think it's just part of the fabric of English football, I really do. I just it, it it pains me to see people kind of dismissing it as a, as you know it's not really that important. It's you know it's the way I've been brought up, and I know Sean's the same. I should call him the gaffer. He'll probably give me a telling off for that. But no, I think it, it's an important part of us growing up. The FA Cup. It always was. You know, we got to hold on to that because you don't want to lose lose the FA Cup because that's that's as I said part of the fabric of English football. I suppose given the Premier League situation and how lucrative it is, you've got to be realistic about the priorities and, and you do need to stay in the Premier League. But can winning an FA Cup tie, particularly this weekend, actually have a really positive impact going into Premier League games? Well, winning football matches always breeds confidence, you know, and you know, we're not we're shying away from the fact that we're a little bit short on that at the moment. And so any sort of positive, although you wouldn't you're watching the lads in training the way that the behaving and the way they're training is, is top draw. You know, really confident the way they're going about the business. But winning a game of football, you know, is, there's no negative to that. So we'll be doing everything that we can with our stronger side out on Saturday, whatever we can, to win a game of football. Huddersfield clearly going really well in the Championship. You've got your own documented problems with personnel and, and the staff. How big is that jump between Championship and Premier League football? And will those factors very much level things out in this game? You know that you, you don't get to sixth in the in the championship at this stage of the season by luck. You know the games we've watched a really organised squad. You know the the way they play very fluid. You know they can they can switch between a back three to a back four within within the game. You know they they counter attack quick and they look a really good outfit. Uh, I don't know if my old team well not teammate we had Jonathan Hoggett Wofford. I think he might be coming back into the captain there and he's. He's a top player. And the gap-wise, you know, if you're in the top six of the championship and to the bottom half of the of the Premier League, I think you know there's, you know, it, there is a gap obviously because of the financial situation. But you know, I think they could probably compete. I think for sure. I don't think that the steps are that huge. That's lovely. Thank you very much. Thank All the best. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Doug. Phil Medlicott, okay. Hi Ian. Um, Are you okay? You about the, yeah, not too bad, cheers. Um, you said about the 16 players. Uh, just to sort of clarify a little bit, if we can, um, Pope and Brownhill weren't available, haven't been available because uh, of their positive tests for recent games. Are they, are they back in the mix now? Pope didn't train with us today um, and Brownhill, possibility. 
possibility. Uh, but there's right. still there's still a number of other players out as well. Right. Yeah. So so is is Pope still as a consequence of that COVID situation? The, yeah. The positive. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I'm not too up to date with the way it works, but I think it's you get kind of graded, don't you? I think it's thirty between thirty and thirty five before you can come back in when you've had two negatives. I think, and he's right on the cusp, I believe. So whether he's got to be kept away from the the main squad. At the moment, I'm not too sure on the situation with that, but uh, he didn't train with the main group today. Right, OK. So I imagine he might be unavailable then. Um, I mean, I mean Brownhill, you say, we're waiting on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess I was just going to say then also, do we have it? It sounds as if since, uh, since those previous cases, we've had new positives amongst the playing staff. Is that right? Can we say how many? We're at about four or five. Four or five new ones? About four. I think four new ones, yeah. yeah. Right, OK. And, and are you able to give names? or? I believe not, so I've been told by sure. the powers that be. OK, okay. The, the other things to check then, I guess, is just on the... Well, you said Conor Roberts has, has, has been back training. Uh, Ashley Barnes was, has been recovering from an injury. How, how's he getting on? Yeah, Ashley's been back on the grass for the first time. He's about seven weeks in now, I, I believe. So he's, he's ahead of the, head of the curve. He looks, he looks strong. And always the issue with, with Barnes, you've got to put the reins on him a little bit because he's so eager to get back. And sometimes he's his own worst enemy because he, he pushes himself so hard. But uh, he seems in a good place. You know, but I said, he, he's still a few weeks away. Yeah. Um, you know, another, I've got a question mark over possibly Goodmanson as well. So he's another question mark, which will be, you know, 50-50 maybe with him for, for Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've said this, we don't make excuses. We just, whatever's available to us, we roll out, we'll, we'll give our lot. Is Roberts in a condition that he might be able to play? Connor? Yeah. No, he's, uh, he's probably going to have a week on the grass, I think, a full, a full week's training, I think, before we, we consider, you know, throwing him back in. But, you know, he's, from what we've seen in the short time he's been with us, he's going to be a real good asset to us. You know, it gives a real good energy. You know, a willingness to, to run forward and really enjoying, you know, what we're seeing at the moment for the, for the short time we had him with us. So I guess uh, to wrap that sort of up, the, the only other individual to mention at this stage is maybe Maxwell, because obviously he's, he's unavailable now. Um, pretty, pretty big blow, you know, another yeah. goal on Sunday and top scorer. Yeah, he's, he's, he's really hit the ground running. Uh, he's been a real plus, because, you, you know, you don't often get players coming in from the continent and hitting the ground so quick, you know, and scoring goals and looking a real threat. Um, but, you know, you, you just hope that, you know, the impact that Maxwell's had, it kind of impacts the rest of the squad, you know, and, you know, impacts your, your, your Dwight McNeils, your Johans, your Aaron Lennons, your, your strikers, and just trying to say, okay, then, you know, I'm pull him along a little bit, you know, he's, he's, He's been a breath of fresh air. There's, he's been terrific around the place. He's got a great character to him. Not so sure about his music taste, but um, his actual, you know, impact, you know, as a character around the place is real, real positive. Okay, that's great. Cheers. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks, Phil. George, thanks, live. Hi, Ian. You okay? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Uh, how rare in his corner to just get involved and show Burnley fans what he's about? Well, he's he's had three 
You know, he had he had quite a quite a a, a nasty bout of of illness. You know, it, it's knocked him back. You know, he's been. I think it's four weeks now. I think his last involvement was Newcastle, which was the 7th of December, I think 7th or 8th of December. So he's been out about a month, you know, and he's only just probably had two or three days back on the grass. Um, he'll train. He trained with the, the main squad today. He'll, he'll train hard tomorrow. He'll have a real tough one on Saturday during the game. And then next week, hopefully, a, a nice build-up towards uh, Leicester. Um, so uh, hopefully... Soon, you know, because he's he's another one. Just similar to talking about Barnes, he you got to put reins on him a little, but he's that eager. Um, but you just got to make sure that he, he ticks all the boxes and he's he's good to go. Mm. What are the main threats that Huddersfield sort of offer? Because it's quite a loud place to typically go, and you know they'll be right up for this, won't they? Yeah, I think that their style. Of, obviously, Danny Ward, the leading goal scorer, he's he's been out for a couple of games. He's uh, he's a he's a threat. Um, we're not so sure he's going to be back fit. And obviously Jordan Rhodes, I'm sure he'll, he'll enjoy playing against a Burnley outfit from his Blackburn days. But uh, no, the games we've watched of, of uh, Huddersfield, they're a fluid outfit. No, they've got a lot of pace on counter. Um, they've got goal threats to Nani, Karoma. They've, they've, got, you know, they've got threats. You know, Thomas breaking from the right-hand side. He's he assists and, and goals. So, you know... They look a really organised, fit group, you know. And as I said, we've we've got to be really at it ourselves uh, to be competitive and, and hopefully, you know, get that uh, that win to get us into the next round. Mm. I know a lot of teams sort of rotate in the FA Cup. For Burnley, is this more of an opportunity for the first team to really find some form and feel that winning feeling again? Yeah, you know, it only breeds confidence, doesn't it? Winning games, uh, but as I said, it's really difficult to kind of. Pick your team and do and do a week's work with it because you, you'll get your your next round of testing tomorrow morning. And then tomorrow afternoon will be the first time we'll we'll kind of know what the what the starting eleven is going to be. And but as I said, with numbers wise, we're going to be pretty limited. So I don't think it'll take too much guessing. Mm. And just lastly, what do you think's been missing this season that's perhaps been there in previous where Burnley have, have not been too worried about? bottom of the table and things yeah I think the, the, the gaff has gone to press many times I think the performances have been pretty good I think it. we always throughout our tenure here at, at Burnley we've always just fallen the right side of the margins you know all the games are tight you know we, we never run away with games you know even winning our you know, we were in, in Europe we got to seventh it, it's it, always close games and you just fall you know Pope makes a save you go up the other end and you, and you nick it so we know where we are, so I, I think it's it's keep continuing doing what we're doing because I said the performances have been pretty strong in the main, and just not kind of lose faith in what we're doing and and, and just keep that confidence and that and that the level of training and the way the lads are going about their business Monday to Friday, you know because they're they're in a good place you know you look at the players are in a good place it's just you know winning an ugly one you know just getting that mm. that next win over the line. And then that just breeds confidence and hopefully sets us off on a little run. Cheers, Ian. All the best for this field. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you.